kids. It's about 5.40, it is exactly actually 5.40 a.m. Just going for a little bit of a ride. I'm gonna go to my office. I might go to Starbucks. I have a couple Starbucks cards. Uh, can't sleep, but it's not too bad. So every morning we have like this group of birds that just chirp right, right at um, sunrise. Like as soon as the sky turns a different color, they just start chirping. It's like having, I might as well have a rooster. It's like the same thing. It wakes me up, keeps me up. And uh, it doesn't help that the windows in our room are kind of falling out of the frame. They're perpetually open at the top, which we're gonna have to fix one day. Not today, we're gonna have to fix it once we have the money. And so uh, I'm up, I'm gonna, might as well do some stuff, might as well record an episode. Then we're gonna start Second Kings this morning. Let's see what's going on with us. So I'll update you on what's going on with our lives. You guys just did a, just finished a Lego camp last week, the Lego engineering camp. And during the camp, one of the, I, I guess, the entrepreneur was not enjoying your time and you were I think drawing something on her. You weren't paying attention to the class and the camp counselor's like said I don't know what she said, but she pretty much said, you know, I don't think your parents paid for you to do this. Just just draw. Do you wanna participate? And I think you and, and the king were kind of talking amongst each other. I don't know what it was, but the camp counselor said, she pretty much said, why don't you act more like your two other brothers, the namesake and the, and the spy. And this, and I don't think I'd, me or your mom have ever done that to you. Said, why don't you act like this other sibling? And you got pretty upset and hurt that someone would compare you to your brothers. And so we ended up moving you to another class, like a singing, song, writing class for the rest of the week, and you loved it. But I asked you, I think it was on, on the first day, or first or second day, this happened, and I said, have I ever compared you to any of your siblings like that? And you had to think about it, and you said no. So I felt really good about being a parent to a point. Like, I don't always feel great about being a parent, but that was really a good boost. Like, okay, I'm not, I'm screwing a lot of things up. I'm not screwing that one up. So that felt, I felt bad for you, but I also felt okay. Felt good that I wasn't doing that. Because all throughout the Bible, there's so much favoritism. There's, and it just, and it destroys families. Look at every major prophet in the Bible. You know, especially the Old Testament that we're reading now. Abraham, Isaac, um, see, uh, Jacob, especially Jacob. I mean, we're looking at some serious sibling rivalry that, that has led to millions of people being killed. I mean, that hopefully won't lead your sibling rivalry to that, but, but it's, a, it's a good illustration uh, on the repercussions of bad parenting. So, I know I'm not a great parent. I think I'm, I think I'm a good one. And I think that's, this last thing made me, kind of made me, it's like, I don't know, made me feel like I was doing an okay job. Okay, so we finished the Lego engineering camp and, and now we, have the entrepreneur in a theater camp where we're doing Wicked, and we found out over the weekend that you would be doing it, so we listened to like Defying Gravity and the song Popular, the two more recognizable songs in the Wicked catalog, and you tried out for Alphabon, you got it, and then you realized, because there's, because there's so many kids, you can't just be the only star, Alphabon, Glinda are the two stars, so they had to have two sets of stars, and unfortunately you 
got the uh, the first alphabet part, or the mean alphabet, and not the part where she sings Defying Gravity, which got you really upset Monday night. You're upset that they're going to make fun of you, and you know, all that stuff, and and I gotta say, your Defying Gravity rendition is spot on. Like, listening to you sing it, I will listen to you sing it all day long. I love it. And I was really emotional that day. It was really emotional when I found out you got Alphabet, even though you didn't get Defying Gravity. Because my aunt, my aunt, uh, my mom's younger sister, she died a week ago. She was only 69 years old. And she loved Wicked. She saw it every chance she could get. Like, I'm sure she saw it about a dozen times. She had all the books that the play was written off, written from, uh, based on it, I mean, rather. And it just, I just, I felt was a lot of emotions cropping up. And it's hard to think that she's gone. And, uh, I remember so much about her life. I was right there. I mean, it's my mom's little sister. So we had the funeral last week. And I'm really jumping from thing to thing, but like this, I wake up, I, I'm more clear about what's going on. And so we, we went to the funeral. You guys did not. The funeral was on a Friday. I figured you guys stay in camp. I don't. I really didn't want to be chasing kids around during this thing. And my sisters all showed up, which was nice. I mean, it sucks to hang out during a funeral, but it was nice to see you all. You're all, all my sisters. So. Oh, so I'm just driving. There's a Pete's over here that's pretty good. Some they have a drive-through, which I've recorded going through before. So today, see, it's not even six yet. Today I'm gonna take the entrepreneur to her class, and then we're me and the boys are gonna head home, and we're gonna work. During the summer, I the night before I, I hide all the technology, and then I set out academic work for you guys to do. It's not really that hard. It might be hard for the king, but not academically hard, I think. But we have like something called a math sprint for the older two. Basically, it's just like 50 questions you should be able to answer quickly. Hence the term sprint. For the spy, the youngest, there's a whole list of like 40 sight words kindergartners need to know by the end of the school year, which you totally got way before the end of the school year, but I now I'm having you write them down, like write them, just starting to learn how to write letters. The king, who has my handwriting, and I'm trying to cure that, I mean, you have, listen pal, hopefully you've cured it by now, by the time you listen to this, maybe you'll hate me when it comes to handwriting, but your handwriting will be good. Your handwriting is awful right now. <laughs> it's just bad. And I mean, you gotta call a spade a spade. When you're a parent, you don't, some things you cannot just whitewash. I guess that's the term. You, you can't just like say, oh, no, you're great. No, your handwriting's bad. And so is mine. So I'm just trying to really be tough on you. So I've been trying to find these sentences with these complicated, like one or two sentence things for you to write 10 times. And I tell you, if you write it five times perfectly, you don't have to write it five more times. But if there's a mistake, you know, you'll capitalize a letter in, in, incorrectly. You won't put a period. You'll, you'll flip a J or an L. I'll have you say, okay, do it again. And you get so frustrated. But I'm really, there's a, there's a reason I'm doing this and I love you. And you get so frustrated and I, I can't even imagine how you're feeling. My dad never did that for me. My dad was working. By the time I had woken up, my dad had been working for about four hours. So, unfortunately, you gotta deal with me. So we're so we're dealing with with that whole thing. And once the tech is, once, excuse me, once you get the academic stuff out of the way, we do some couple chores, and then, and then uh, you guys can be on tech for a little bit. But I want to do an activity. Like the other day, I on Monday I wanted to take you guys to the beach, like set up a tent and just hang out at the beach. Even though I don't like the beach, I wouldn't mind doing it if we had a tent. 
I can just be in the tent and let you guys make sandcastles and stuff. That, that would have been that would have been ideal. Let's see. What do I want? I want to get something to eat too, but I don't think I have the money. Or I don't think I want to spend the money. Iced brown sugar matcha oat latte. Uh, what the? Why? Why in the hell would anyone? Excuse me. Why would anyone order that? What is wrong with people? Just inventing things. Good morning, welcome to Pizza. Can we get started for you? Yes. Can I get a white chocolate mocha, large? Large. You want whipped cream on that? No, thank you. Anything else to go with? No, thank you, ma'am. All right. We'll have that for you the window. Thank you. I just complain about that matcha drink and I just order a white chocolate mocha, so I'm a hypocrite. And speaking of, there there was this, there still is, I think, at least now, 2022, there's this place in Berkeley um, on Bancroft Avenue called, is it Bancroft? Called uh, Cafe Strada. Mm, called Cafe Strada and they uh, make the best coffee I've ever had and, I, and they I mean all types of coffee like just amazing and they have a white chocolate mocha just thought of that it's very good that's the one thing I would always order there hey, good morning yes that's expensive Come right up for you. All Thank right. you. All right, hang on a second, guys. We're just a lot of long silences. Probably drive to the ferry building. No, I'm like already on this side. But no, I'll drive to the ferry building. Then we'll read. Finished first kings. I want second kings. It's taking a bit. How are you guys doing? I'm excited the king is going to be in the in the Fourth of July parade as a Cub Scout riding his bike during the parade. And and the uh, the namesake is going to be in a soccer float for the for the for the our local city soccer club. That should be great. And I think I think we're just going to walk through the. I don't think we're going to have a. All right, there's that. Oh, thank you very much. You're welcome. Thank you. So typically for July Fourth, what I do is I wait. I what I used to do, and it's evolved over time, I used to just wake up at like 5 a.m. and put chairs out. But now, like the chairs come out like at 8 p.m. the night, the day before. So, so this year, what we're gonna do is we're go I'm going to, we're going to, uh, since the king is going to be in a float, and uh, the namesake is gonna be in a float, I have a feeling that we're uh, we're gonna have um, we're just gonna walk the parade. I think we're gonna have some people in for the, for the namesake. One of us will be with the with the king uh, for his Cub Scout troop. Weeblos now. He's in Weeblos, and I'm excited. It says bring your Class A uniform and. So we have to like sew those patches on. They're not iron-on. Would have been great. Would have been nice, you know, Cub Scouts to have iron-on, but you know, 100 years of existence and technology, the way it's been progressing, they still decide to sew patches on. That's fine. And I, I mean, I guess, I mean, iron-on can't fall off, I guess. But in the washer, just saying, there's gotta be another way, but. 
Luckily we have a sewing machine we'll sew that on. And so yeah, so July 4th uh, is great. The, we have It's the biggest parade in Northern California. Lasts like two hours. There's a ton of people in it. The only unfortunate thing is we won't be able to watch it because we'll be walking it. Well, I've never walked it before, so. Your grandpa and your great uncle. Your great uncle was special needs. And your grandpa was very heavily involved in the Special Olympics. And so was your mom and aunts and grandma and great grandma. And so they would walk the parade. The Special Olympics, Special Olympics has a very huge following in the town we're in. A lot of great people volunteering there. All right. So you probably wonder how I, where I drive. Right now I'm driving uh, what used to be the entrance to a place called Neptune Beach. I've just given away the city I live in, but I don't care. I mean, you'll have to Google it. Those four people are listening that aren't my children. And so I'm driving through the, there's a bunch of just random, like a line of palm trees. And the other day I asked your mom, why is this, it's kind of random to have like so many palm trees. She's like, no, Neptune Beach. This used to be the entrance to it. Which still blows my mind that they had the planning to, to plant palm trees and that little amusement park lasted so long. And now I'm veering left onto this road and I see the ocean. Or the bay, I guess. I mean, it's still the ocean. That's a little too sweet. Just, just drank the coffee just now. So this past weekend, we also went on a bike ride almost to the end of this road that turns to like a, a beach. Let's see, I think it's low tide right now. Let me see. Yep, low tide. A bunch of stuff out there. Oh, interesting. Looks like a lot of garbage out there. Low tide. Uh, and, uh, yeah. I don't know if I should pause or not. It's part of the podcast where I just thought, you guys probably skip forward through this. There's hours and hours of me just talking like this. I don't know if you guys like that or not. I'm gonna keep doing it. Let's see. I feel like a like a just starting stand-up comic because what they do is they they like look at notes and they're like, okay, let's see what's what else, which is like a huge pet peeve of like professional comics. But you gotta start somewhere. And you guys do know that I did stand-up comedy for at least a couple years turns out we were just really fertile and I was starting a business so I really couldn't like devote myself to the craft like my big accomplishments as a stand-up was I always got the MCs and the other comedians to laugh their butts off nobody else nobody else got my humor so that's fine it was a it was one of my one of my dreams to be a stand-up comic. In fact, I I don't know if I told you the story. Maybe I did. I'm very repetitive on this on this thing, but you know, I'm and I'm sure I've mentioned this before, but I'll tell you the story, and the story should get me to the ferry parking lot so I have enough time to read uh, the first three or four chapters of Second Kings. So, my dad would take me to the Oakland A's games all the time because we live really close, and I was a, I'm was i an A's fan, and so we went a bunch, anyways, one of the times we went, I, you know, I had my little, little league hat on, and I had my glove, and, and I'm there, and my dad looks, and he sees, we are, like, behind us is a celebrity, and in front of us is a celebrity, and that doesn't happen in Oakland, it was just wild, I think the, the Yankees were in town, and so in front of us was a guy, his name was George Went. I'm sure by the time you guys listen to this, he'll have passed away, but he's still alive today. But George Went 
was a very famous TV actor on a TV series called Cheers. He played a guy named Norm. Everybody knew him. He had these great quips when he walked in. My mom loved the show. She, I mean, those are, it was actually her favorite TV show was Cheers. And he, like, he, fam- his famous character would, people, you know, he'd walk in the bar, they'd get, and they'd all yell, Norm! And he'd say, afternoon, everybody, and they'd, you know, the, the bartender would say something to Norm, and he'd say something really funny right back. Okay. So that's George Went. He was two rows in front of us, sitting down, trying to be quiet, and behind us, three rows, was was even, a, like, for me, a bigger star, Billy Crystal. Billy Crystal is um, a very famous comedian. He was a stand-up comedian. He transitioned into acting. He was in amazing movies, like uh, uh, When Harry Met Sally. He was Harry. And he was in City Slickers. Hilarious. And he was sitting with a man named, by the name of Bruno Kirby, who also starred with him in in uh, City Slickers. Rest in peace. He died a few years ago. And so, my dad said, why don't you go up there and tell Billy Crystal you want to be a stand-up comedian? And, and at the time, I did. You know, at the age of nine or ten. I wasn't, I was not older than ten. I, I think I was nine. And so I I went up there to him and I said, excuse me, Mr. Crystal, I just want to tell you I'm a big fan and one day I want to be a stand-up comedian like you. And he he and he said, "Well, sit down." He was the he was the nicest man. He was so incredibly nice. And he said, "What's your name?" And you know, "What do you owe? You're literally." He's like, "Well, tell me a joke." And I said, "I don't know any." And and he laughed and he said, "You'll never make it in show business." But the way he said it was really funny and made like a nine year old me laugh. And I thought it was just like the funniest thing. And so uh, so. <laughs> Um, he opened, he had me open up the program book and he said, my dad taught me how to, how to check the scores here. You know, we watched one or two pitches, not, I was not batter, but a few pitches. And he said, well, thank you so much for visiting with me and saying, you know, I love my fans. Thank you so much. And it was amazing. It was amazing. And after that, I thought I am going to become a stand-up comedian. I'm going to learn some jokes and tell them to Billy Crystal. Um... But when I walked down there, my dad said, yell the, yell the name Norm. And so I said, Norm, in front of George Went. It was, it was so crazy that day. And he, like, he like was a little started, you know, like, put his you know, the finger to the mouth, like, no, 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 please don't tell anyone. And he said, here, I'll, you know, I'll, sign your, I'll sign your glove. I'm trying to keep a low. He said, I'm trying to keep a low profile. And poor guy, like, I'm 42 right now. He must, I bet he was younger than me then. And I, I felt kind of bad now doing that, but my dad didn't know. Celebrities are uh, normal people too, but that was just such a wild day. And anyways, that was my Billy Crystal story. He's just a great, a great man. Anyways, and there was a hat with both celebrity signatures on him. There was, and that's been lost to history. It really is low tide. Like you can almost walk across the estuary. So. so let's see. You sometimes when I'm gone this long, your mom will text me and be like, "Where are you?" I'm talking 23 minutes. Yeah. Oh well. I'm gonna pause it for a second, and then I'll come right back to you guys. Let me pause it. Okay, just about to park. what I want to do today. I, I, I don't want to be inside and just having you kids on technology. Don't want that. I want to do something fun. I was building a Millennium Falcon. Uh, in my office, I wanted to start, you know, I wanted to keep doing today, but two pieces are missing, so I really can't continue with it. It's really, it's really unfortunate. It's a, it's a 6 by 16 panel for Legos. And, and two 6x14s. No clue where they are. And I checked. We have a lot of Legos in our house. It's not any of theirs. Any of the broken down loose pieces. And we have a lot. We probably have 20 pounds of Legos loose. 
Oh, I wonder, <clears throat> you know, I wonder what your lives are like right now. I wonder if we have a good relationship or not. I hope we do. I hope you feel comfortable to come to me with anything because there's nothing that you could come to me with with any problem any problem at all and we'll work together to, to confront it to fix it to to help that's you know part of being the dad I love I love the role of being a dad I, I hope I hope I show that with my actions it's a desolate parking lot today I guess the ferry building doesn't, or the ferry doesn't come in for a bit. Alright. Oh, flags are... Flags sure are... at full mast or something. It's pretty windy. Let's see, where are we going? Second Kings. Second Kings. Here we go. Here the. Okay. They, you know, it's a MacArthur Study Bible, and sometimes they have not sometimes like with every chapter they have these long introductions. I don't. I'm not going to read those to you guys. I would. I would say just use one of the Bibles I have, but I should read them ahead of time just so I have a better grasp of what we're doing. Okay. <clears throat> Second Kings chapter 1. After the death of Ahab, Moab rebelled against Israel. Make sure it's locked. Now Ahaziah fell through the lattice in his upper chamber in Samaria and lay sick, so he sent messengers telling them, Go inquire of Baalzebub, the god of Ekron, whether I shall recover from the sickness. But the angel of the Lord said to Elijah the Tishbite, Arise, go up to meet the messengers of the king of Samaria, and say to them, it is because there is no God in Israel that you are going to inquire of Baal-zebub, the god of Ekron. Excuse me. Let me read that again because the punctuation is wrong. The angel of the Lord said, Arise, go up to meet the messengers of the king of Samaria, and say to them, Is it because there is no God in Israel that you are going to inquire of Baal-zebub, the god of Ekron? Now therefore, thus says the Lord, You shall not come down from the bed to which you have gone up, but you shall surely die. So Elijah went. The messengers returned to the king, and he said to them, Why have you returned? And they said to him, There came a man to meet us, and said to us, Go back to the king who sent you, and say to him, Thus says the Lord, it is it because there is no God in Israel that you are sending to inquire of Beelzebub, the god of Ekron? Therefore you shall not come down from the bed to which you have gone up, but you shall surely die. He said to them, What kind of man was he who came to meet you and told you these things? They answered him, He wore a garment of hair with a belt of leather about his waist, and he said, It is Elijah the Tishbite. Then the king sent to him to captain sent to him a captain of fifty men with his fifty. He went up to Elijah, who was sitting on the top of the hill, and said to him, O man of God, the king says, Come down, but Elijah answered the captain of fifty, If I am a man of God, let fire come down from heaven and consume you and your fifty. Then fire came down from heaven and consumed him and his fifty, my lord. Elijah had such so many cool things happen. I, and I just gotta pause it. All the other prophets of the Bible must be like so jealous of Elijah. For like all the cool stuff he did. That sounds that's so cool. I mean You gotta you gotta call a spade a spade. He called fire down before and he just did it again. He's like an anime warrior which I don't watch anime, but it's like something you would expect. Again, the king sent to him another, cap <laughs> another captain of 50 men with his 50, and he answered and said to him, O man of God, this is the king's order. Come down quickly. But Elijah answered them, If I am a man of God, let fire come down from heaven and consume you and your 50. Then the fire of God came down from heaven and consumed him and his 50. Again, the king sent the captain the third... <laughs> You think these captains would know better? Again, the captain sent the sent again. Excuse me. Pause for a second. I'm just not reading these right. 
Oh, it's like my tongue is tied. Again, the king sent the captain of a third fifty with his fifty, and the third captain of fifty went up and came and fell on his knees before Elijah and entreated him, O oh, man of God, please let my life and the life of these fifty servants of yours be precious in your sight. Behold, fire came down from heaven and consumed two former captains of fifty men with their fifties. But now let my, my life be precious in your sight. Then the angel of the Lord said to Elijah, Go down with him. Do not be afraid of him. So he arose and went down with him to the king and said to him, Thus says the Lord, because you have sent messengers to inquire of Baal-zebub, the god of Ekron, is it because there is no god in Israel to inquire of his word? Therefore you shall not come down from the bed to which you have gone up, but you shall surely die. So he died according to the word of the Lord that Elijah had spoken. Jehoran became king in his place in the second year of Jehoram, the son of Jehoshaphat, king of Judah, because Ahaziah had no son. Now the rest of the acts of Ahaziah that he did, are they not written in the books of the chronicles of the kings of Israel? Chapter 2. Now, when the Lord was about to take Elijah up to heaven by a whirlwind, Elijah and Elisha were on their way from Gilgal. And Elijah said to Elisha, Please stay here, for the Lord has sent me as far as Bethel. But Elisha said, As the Lord lives and as you yourself live, I will not leave you. So they went down to Bethel, and the sons of the prophets who were in Bethel came out to Elijah, Elisha and said to him, Do you know that today the Lord will take away your master from over you? And he said, Yes, I know it. Keep quiet. Elijah said to him, Elisha, please stay here, for the Lord has sent me to Jericho. But he said, As the Lord lives and as yourself live, I will not leave you. And so they came to Jericho, the sons of the prophets who were at Jericho, drew near to Elisha and said to him, Do you know that today the Lord will take away your master from over you? And he answered, Yes, I know it. Keep it quiet. Then Elijah said to him, Please stay here, for the Lord has sent me to the Jordan. But he said, As the Lord lives and as yourself live, I will not leave you. So the two of them went on. Fifty men of the sons of the prophets also went and stood at some distance from them, as they both were standing by the Jordan. Then Elijah took his cloak and rolled it up and struck the water, and the water was parted to one side and the other until the two of them could go over on the dry ground. When they had crossed, Elijah said to Elisha, Ask what I shall do for you before I am taken from you. And Elisha said, Please let there be a double portion of your spirit in me. And he said, You have asked a hard thing, yet if you see me as I am being taken from you, it shall be so for you. But if you do not see me, it shall not be so. And as they still went on and talked, behold, chariots chariots of fire and horses of fire separated the two of them, and Elijah went up by a whirlwind into heaven. And Elisha saw it, and he cried, My father, my father, the chariots of Israel and its horsemen, and he saw him no more. Then he took hold of his own clothes and tore them in two pieces. And he took up the cloak of Elijah that had fallen from him and went back and stood on the bank of the Jordan. Then he took the cloak of Elijah that had fallen from him and struck the water, saying, Where is the Lord, the God of Elijah? And when he had struck the water, the water was parted to one side and the other, and Elijah, Elisha went over. Now, when the sons of the prophets who were at Jericho saw him opposite them, they said, The spirit of Elijah rests in Elisha. And they came to meet him and bowed to the ground before him. They said to him, Behold now, there are with you servants fifty strong. Please let them go and seek your master. It may be that the spirit of the Lord has caught him up and cast him upon some mountain or into some valley. And he said, You shall not send. But when they urged him till he was ashamed, he said, Send. They sent, therefore, fifty men for three days. They sought him, but did not find him. And they came back to him while he was staying at Jericho, and they said to him, Did I not say to you, Do not go? Now the men of the city said to Elisha, Behold, the, city, the situation of the city is pleasant, as my lord sees, but the water is bad and the land is unfruitful. He said, Bring me a new bowl and put salt in it. So they brought it to him. Then he went to the spring of water and threw salt in it and said, Thus says the Lord, I have healed this water from now on. Neither death nor miscarriage shall come from it. So the water has been healed this day, according to the word of, of that Elisha spoke. He went up from there to Bethel, and while he was going up on the way, some, oh, this is hilarious. Some small boys came out of the city and jeered at him, saying, Go up, you bald head. Go up, you bald head.
And he turned around, and when he saw them, he cursed them in the name of the Lord. And the two and two she bears came out of the woods and tore forty-two of the boys. From there he went to Mount Carmel, and from there he returned to Samaria. I've got to read the note on that. Okay. So, just that. The bald head. And I think I'm going to end with this. because it's, I, I want to read some of the notes and get it right. Um, uh, small When it says small boys, the note says there were... These were not children, but infidels, and idolatrous young men in their late teens or twenties. And baldness was regarded as a disgrace. The, the baldness of Elisha, referred here, may be natural loss of hair, a shaved head, or denoting his separation to the prophetic office, or more likely an epithet of scorn and contempt, Elisha not being literally bald. These youths were sarcastically taunting and insulting the Lord's prophet by telling him to repeat Elijah's translation. Go up. Okay, oh, well, that makes sense. Okay, let me take a sip. Um, double portion is is important in that in Israel, the firstborn son inherited a double share of his father's possessions and with it the right to succession. So a double portion of your spirit was not merely Elisha's request to succeed Elijah in his prophetic ministry since the Lord had already revealed his succession, nor was it Elisha's desire for ministry superior to Elijah's, though Elisha did, in fact, do twice as many recorded miracles as Elijah. Apparently, Elisha was asking to succeed Elijah in a prophetic office as God had promised, with spiritual power beyond his own capabilities to meet the responsibilities of his position as Elijah's successor. He desired that Elijah's mighty power continue to live through him. So, there's that. Uh... I don't know what the why all the prophets knew that Elijah was going to be brought up in I'm gonna start this card. I don't know why. I, I would love to read more into that. Um, but and that's that's fascinating. I, I don't know why all the why everyone knew oh today's the day that God's gonna call Elijah. It's a very popular uh, story, but it, not a lot is really said about it. It's just like, oh, well, he's being brought up, and then he was. So that the part that that part, um, what's it called? Um, fascinates me. So I'd love to kind of dive a little bit deeper as to why they may have known that. A lot of prophets. Wonder how that worked. <sighs> Airship is something. It's it's a common theme throughout the entire story of God. Airship, spelled H E I R S H I P, not something else, and. Uh, There's a lot of stories in the Old Testament about kids getting or not getting a portion of their parents' inheritance to them. And the job I'm doing now, we touch a lot on, on that, on, on inheritances. And during Bible study, I made a comment, which I've always believed this, and but... It, it just, it blows my mind that our belief in Jesus Christ makes us heirs with Jesus Christ. He's the son of God and we're, we're sons and daughters of God in our belief, in our salvation, our saving faith. And just as an example, <clears throat> if when me and your mom die, and there's there's we have four kids, if some other person comes out of the woodworks and says, "Hey, I'm one of the kids too," because I believe that he was my father, the courts will laugh him the heck out of court. 
there are very specific things, very difficult things you would have to prove in order to show that you're one of my children. And it's a very, very difficult thing to do. In fact, I've never seen it done. And that's our legal system to protect our inheritance that we worked hard for. But it just shows how much God really loves us because God freely gives it to us as a salvation because he so wants a relationship with us that he will lift us up to be heirs of his creation and his reward just by belief in his son. It's, it's a, for me, it's a great mystery and I'll never understand that kind of generous love. Anyways, I hope you guys are, I, I hope you're doing well. I hope if you have any anxiety, give it to the Lord. Stresses, work stress, relational stress with someone, maybe a romantic partner. You're you're having a tough time with them. I, I I know you know. I pray that you guys have close Christ-following friends that you could lay your burdens on, and they could give you good advice, or just sit with you in whatever whatever uh, uh, chapter you're going through in your life. I can't do it all. You know, a parent can't, you know, I can only be a parent. I mean, one day we could be really good friends, but it, it takes a lot of conditions after we met before we could just be friends. We're not at the friend stage right now where you're children, but, but you could tell me anything without any judgment. None. And uh, I would love to help. If anything, just pray for what you're going through. And if I'm not around, let's say I'm I've gone on to be with my with the Lord, pray to God for for anything, for all of it. I was telling people at the Bible study last night that I'm going to start praying more specifically for specific things from from God for things that are really keeping me up at night. Because God loves us. If, if, if he wants, he could take stressors away. If that's in his plan. I mean, the other day, the, the namesake, you did so much work during the day. You did more work than I usually do. And I'm constantly working. And at the end of the day, when we said, okay, it's time to go take a shower and go to bed, you got so upset and almost threw a tantrum. You didn't, but you were like just so disappointed and sad. And I, and I said, what's going on? Why are you so upset? And, and you said, well, I just, I, I thought I was going to be able to do this and that. I thought I could be on screens. And and uh, and I said, why didn't you ask me earlier? As much as I love you so much. I love all four of you so much. Uh, a love that you probably won't even be able, be able to really grasp until you start having kids. If you have kids. No pressure. And I, and I said... Why didn't you just ask? And I'm just thinking, you know, if, if I, when I die and I say, God, why didn't you help me with this or that? I, I don't want God to say, you never asked me. You know, and asking God for the things we need and even the things we want. I think it's in God's plan. But if God says yes, I think it's imperative that we share that with other people. And so if God fixes, you know, the issues we have going on right now, I don't think there's any way I I would shout to the rooftops what God has done for us. And if God says no, I'm probably still going to shout to the rooftops and say what God's done for me. I pray that I do that. I pray my faith is that strong. The bottom line is, ask God for things. The worst God can say is no, but he'll be with you the whole way. And he'll be there to comfort you in his no. You know, when I say no to you guys, I don't want to say no to you guys all the time. But sometimes I have to. And I feel so bad. I don't know if God feels bad. I don't know how that works. but And I feel bad, but I'm still there to hold you if you want. Sometimes you'll run away. I mean, the 
the illustrations between our relationship between God and our children, there's so many parallels. Just take another sip. What time is it? 6.30. I've been talking for almost an hour. I'm going to get home. And, uh, let's see. I, I feel like in the next half hour there will be four collective groans happening when you guys see all the academic work I want you guys to do before we, before you guys get tech. So we'll see how that works. Mm. Give your mom a call if you can, if you're able, if the circumstances dictated. You know, get, or give me a call if you want. You don't have to, but I would love a call from, from my children. Please forgive me if I've said something dumb or stupid. Uh, hopefully I didn't mean it, and if I did, please give me some grace. I'm a product, you know, of the of the 80s, so my thinking is not as, I guess, in tune with yours. I mean, it really shouldn't be anyways because of our age and generation, <clears throat> but give me, give me some mercy. Keep in mind, you know, up to this point in our life, I've given you guys a ton of mercy, <laughs> a ton. And, I, and, and rightly so. So, I, I would just say, cut your dad and your mom some slack. We're not perfect. We, we've never claimed to be. We do love you, though. We're just, we're just, we're just humans. Born in sin. In flesh. We're just backing up right now. Parking. Here we go. Um, I love you. Pray daily. Read your Bible. And in everything you do, do it for the kingdom and the king. God bless. I will rise and stand redeemed. Heaven open over me to your name eternal. I am, I come.